Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Hello, everyone. This is Jen Lozano, and I am your host for today's podcast. And I have been looking forward to this podcast since I saw it on the schedule a month or so ago. Today, I have with me Neil Lozano, and he's going to be sharing about the power of the gospel. And that is (laughs) such good news, isn't it? That there's power in the gospel, and and I don't just think it's the caffeine I had this morning talking. <laughs> um, I'm really pumped. And you know when you start thinking about something, and then it's like the Holy Spirit just continues to highlight it again and again for you. So since I saw it on the schedule a month or so ago, there's been a few moments that, again, I was reminded of the power of the gospel. And in particular... There are two podcasts that I heard this past month. The first was a podcast that Matt did here with Dan DeMate from Damascus Ministries, where they talked about the gospel. And I was just really encouraged by what they shared. But there's one thing that Dan said toward the end of the podcast. He said, very often we think about the gospel in theory. We don't think of it as an invitation, but it's an invitation. And so... My prayer for you listeners today is that as you listen to Neil share, that you would listen with an open heart and just know that Jesus is extending you an invitation. He's always extending us an invitation. The second podcast I listened to was Day 125 in the Catechism in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz. And in this podcast, he's reading from the section of the Catechism, section 897 to 903, which speaks about the lay faithful and the vocation of the lay faithful. And I just love Father Mike sharing about our vocation is to bring the gospel wherever we go. And I was just so encouraged by that and just how he shared about, you know, if you're at work, bring it to your cubicle. If you're changing a diaper, bring it to your baby. If you're cleaning your bathroom, bring it on your knees. Just that it's our vocation to bring the gospel wherever we go. And not only that, but I'm going to read this line from section 900 of the Catechism. It says, By virtue of their baptism and confirmation, they have the right and duty, individually or grouped in associations, to work so that the divine message of salvation may be known and accepted by all men throughout the earth. So not only is it our vocation, but it's our duty to bring the gospel with us wherever we go. So just keep that in mind as you're you're listening to Neil share that, you know, Neil does ministry full time. He's got a podcast. He speaks all over. But it's not just Neil who's called to share the gospel throughout the earth. It's each and every one of us. And so I'm excited to hear from Neil today. Not only because Neil has heard this call on his life to share the gospel, but he's answered the call and he said yes to the Lord, and he's excited to share with everyone. So, Neil, how about you start by just telling us, what is the gospel? Well, literally, the the word gospel means good news, and 
It could be translated as glad tidings. All revelation that we receive from God could be considered good news. But I'm going to take a look at a couple of scriptures where the scriptures itself refers to this good news. So that can, I think, highlight for us some aspects of the gospel and what brings power to it. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, we read that the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is the Messiah, the Lord. The angel announced to the shepherds a Savior had been born, and he is the Messiah, he is the Lord. The revelation of Jesus as Savior, Messiah, and Lord is the good news. And the promise, there's a promise being made that it will bring joy to anyone who personally receives this message of who Jesus is. As I said, the whole of of Revelation is good news, but the power of the gospel is found in the proclamation of the core of the gospel in a way that invites people to make a response, to respond from their hearts. Jesus himself speaks of the good news and invites a response. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, we read in verse 14, After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. In every one of our Unbound conferences, I use that scripture as part of the first key. It's, it's actually a very exciting moment because Jesus is, Jesus is announcing the kingdom of God The kingdom of God is manifest in him, is made known in him, and it's the power of God, it's the presence of God, it's the reign of God. And the invitation to repent and believe the good news is an invitation to repent and respond to something that is present. And so I imagine, you know, hundreds of people being there, and so many of them are are perceiving this kingdom. They're experiencing the presence of this kingdom, and their hearts are being transformed. And yet, there was probably a number of other people in that crowd that was just hearing the message, maybe writing it down, not making a response, not really getting it, and didn't really receive and wasn't transformed by the message. In Ezekiel, we read chapter 36, that I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. What Jesus is announcing is the fulfillment of this long-awaited promise that was made so long ago. And that change of heart is something you've experienced, Jan, and so many others. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you pointed out, you know, that Jesus proclaiming the kingdom of God. And I'm just thinking of God being eternal and being outside of time and yet, there Jesus was in time proclaiming it, but it's like that proclamation continues on and on and on. And I love that he ties it, of course, of course, Jesus always looks back to the word of God, but that promise in Ezekiel of a new heart and a new spirit. So here's the proclamation, and here's what you can expect to happen. So cool. Mm-hmm. So may I share one more scripture uh, that puts an emphasis on the importance of the centrality of the message of the gospel. So there's the big picture of the gospel, and then there's the 
the core of the gospel. And the core of the gospel is really called the Kerygmen. And here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, we read about that. It says, When I came to you, brethren, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God in lofty words or wisdom. I think so many times we think we have to be better at saying and explaining it better than we are. And and the Holy Spirit will help us to be better than we are. But St. Paul himself says, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So he came among them and he proclaimed the gospel. What was the central message? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, and him crucified. And the meaning of that crucifixion and how that crucifixion, his coming and the crucifixion, impacts everyone's life and offers a pathway to eternity. And that really points back to what you said in the beginning of the podcast, Dad, just the Messiah. You know, like he came and his crucifixion, which opened the door for salvation, you know, for our salvation, which is where you started at the beginning. So that's really neat. So many times I hear homilies at church that have to do with being better, doing better, and really good reminders about living a good life. But it always stirs me when those messages come back to the saving power that was revealed in Jesus Christ, the saving power that was released in my life. It, it reminds me that living better and, and getting better is possible because of what he's done for me, uh, for, for what he has released and the, the power of his Holy Spirit that has been poured out. But it starts with him. It doesn't start with you doing better. <laughs> it starts with him. <laughs> That's right. And I, I, I get excited about this podcast and sharing because it's just going back to the fundamentals, the basics that are so, uh, my heart just longs to be alive to the message every day. And that kind of leads us into, which, you know, is the title of the talk that you give in our basic training, The Power of the Gospel. Can you tell us a little bit more about the power that's attached to the gospel, Dad? Well, I'll just share two thoughts about the power. First of all, power is the love of God. The first time I heard that, that helped me so much, just simply the power of God is the love of God. So what's released through the gospel is a relationship with God, who is love. It's not power as the world knows it or seeks it. It is the power of self-giving love. And Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it tells us that the Holy Spirit is the love of God poured out into our hearts. The love of God poured out into our hearts. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out. We were empowered to be as witnesses. We received his love so we could live new lives, so we could live and have new hearts. It's the power to heal the sick and to raise the dead. The power of God's love knows no limits. The second thought about power I'll share this morning is that it, it accompanies the preaching of the gospel. So if you're preaching to your baby or you're preaching to your neighbor with words or actions, but what's in your heart is a desire to communicate the love of God and communicate the fullness of the gospel message, the power of God accompanies us. 
The apostles were very aware of this. In Acts chapter 4, verse 33, it says, With great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work with them. So wherever they preached the gospel, wherever they went, wherever they spoke, there was great awareness that God was with them, that he was, he was at work, that they were in partnership with, with the Lord. It wasn't just them doing what they were doing, but they were working together with the Lord. And they saw life change. Uh, that's how the church began, lives being changed one at a time. They saw the sick healed, and they saw transformation, and they saw people receive the gospel in such a way that they, they too wanted to proclaim the gospel and to go forth as his witnesses. St. Paul uh, warns us not to complicate the gospel, and I think this is, this is one of the messages that I bring when I'm, I'm speaking about the power of the gospel. I'm just urging, uh, urging those that are called to proclaim the gospel not to complicate it, uh, because we can obscure the power that accompanies the proclamation. In 1 Corinthians 1.17, we read, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. The power of God accompanies the message. It changes people from the inside out. It changes hearts. It exposes and reveals lies. It expels darkness. We don't want to get in the way. You know, so many times during the uh, Father's blessing of the Inundown ministry, and I, I just sense the Father running, and I'm saying, I just don't want to get in the way. I, I just want this encounter to happen. Mm. And sometimes when we speak simply and effectively, when we speak in union with the Holy Spirit, there's a power being released, there's a heart being changed. And if we just do too much talking, we're going to distract somebody from what's being received. I need to sit with that for a minute. That's really deep. I also can't get over your definition of power is the love of God. And what happens when we experience the love of God is we're transformed and he gives us new lives and new hearts. That's incredible. How do we access the power of the gospel, Dad? Well, we could talk for a long time about this. <laughs> and I'm just going to offer you a, a couple things today. The gospel is the answer to the deepest questions of the heart. Hmm. So a good place for each of us to start is to get in touch with what the deepest questions of our hearts are. And from that place, speak to God and seek to surrender to him. Seek to surrender to the truth. We know that Jesus himself is the truth. And we know that he's Savior, Lord, and he's re as the Son, he's revealed the Father. So we can ask the Lord we can ask the Holy Spirit. It's good to speak to the Holy Spirit. We can invite the Holy Spirit to meet you in the secret places of your heart and help you to take hold of them, to reveal them, and from that place, speak to them. So we can come as a sinner to the Savior, or we can come as one that's lost, feeling like life does not have purpose or meaning, or as someone tired of making a mess of things all the time, and just say, Jesus, I'm tired. 
I need you to be Lord of my life. I accept you. Rule over my life. Be the center of my life. Or we can come from that place of, of being an orphan or feeling like you don't belong and, or, and just come to him as our father and I'm your child and I do belong and help me to find a place in your heart because I feel so distant from any home right now. Many of us carry a deep sense of abandonment and some a, a sense of abandonment by God. And if you're in touch with that in your heart, then take that and contemplate the cross from which Jesus spoke and cried out on our behalf. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? We can connect. We connect our heart, that part of our heart, and then join with Jesus on the cross and realize that that he understood us. He knows our hearts. He expressed our heart to the Father as he took our sin and our loneliness and our emptiness to the cross. I'm feeling stirred up. You know, I, a few days ago, I was having a hard, hard day, and I'm feeling stirred up, Dad, in this invitation you're extending to access that power of just, did I bring it to the Lord? You know, did I, did I, you know, say, okay, what is this lie that I'm believing today and just take it to him and um, feeling just stirred up that like, I think I need to do that (laughs) after the podcast, not on the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) which makes me think like the power of the gospel is connected to Unbound. And you've already shared about, you know, sharing about the gospel at an Unbound conference, but how does the power of the gospel relate to Unbound? Well, in every way. I, I like to think of the presentation of the five keys is the presentation of the gospel. And Unbound is really about helping people to make a response from the heart uh, to the love of God. We have people tell me quite often that I, I read Unbound for the fifth time, <laughs> and I got so much more out of it. And it's why is that? It's because their hearts are being connected There's different layers of release from their hearts, and they're so much more ready to see something new. I'd like to share a story read with a person not that long ago. She was a committed Christian, and she was really trying to live her life for, for God. But she carried resentments to her husband and to a couple of her children, and she was kind of lost in it. It was it was like she knew it wasn't right. But there was a, like a home for resentment. And there was a kind of justification for the resentment because her husband was this way or his, her daughter was this way. And so there was this mixture of wanting to repent, wanting to be free, seeing the hopelessness of it because of the situation, etc. As I listened to her story, I found out that she grew up in a home that was filled with resentment. Mom carried a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, uh, dad, resentment. Resentment was a way of life for her as a child. And so as I, as I led her, I, I just felt like saying, well, this time in your asking God to forgive you, this time in your renouncing the resentment, we're bringing it all together. It's, we're going to deal with the, the foundation and the current situation. And she, she seemed to understand that, and she seemed to be just filled with a, a greater hope because there was a connection to 
not just her situation now, but her the foundation of her life and foundational relationships. And when we approached it that way and she, she renounced it, she experienced a deep freedom. And I was able to encourage her after that, that now you're, you're in a place to forgive every day. It's going to be a battle. You're in the current struggle, but now you have new power and you're not fighting, fighting with uh, demons that are, are, are there as a foundation or deep in your heart or, or that are so familiar to you that they seem like they belong. You're dealing with the things day to day. And she just smiled and left with, with great hope. So I think that's, you know, an example of the power of the gospel reaching deeper into our hearts, into that secret place in our heart, or that the place that is in darkness that needs to be uncovered. And when that's uncovered, the struggle with current things uh, take on a new light, and there's a new power released to actually forgive every day and to move on from resentment. That's so encouraging. It makes me think like, Sometimes we might think of the the proclamation of the gospel and the power of the gospel for the prodigal, you know, the, the one that's far away. But that story reminds me that the gospel is also for the older brother, right? Which you talk about in your book, The Older Brother Returns. And just like we can bring the deep stuff, but also our day-to-day stuff. And we have the keys to access that power in the gospel. That's really, really encouraging. So one thing I would just invite uh, our listeners to do is to consider the good news that you have heard. So many people uh, come to the Lord and they say, well, why didn't anybody ever tell me? Well, a lot of times people have been told, but there was no response, so there was no change, there was no power. But a lot of, a lot of the aspects of the gospel, just like when I read you know, from the, the beginning with the angel presenting Jesus, calling him the Messiah and the Savior. And Lord, it's like, what have you heard? And maybe now is the time to lean in and just make up, take a day, make a retreat, and just say, I want to dig deeper into the things that I already know with my head. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to transform my heart by bringing those deeper things into those secret places, the dark places of my heart. Listener, Jesus promises that he will come and he will give us a new heart and a new spirit, that he'll remove our hearts of stone, give us hearts of flesh. Neil, will you close us in praying for us today? So what comes to my mind is people listening in a very busy place. So Lord, I I ask you first of all that there would be peace that would be visited upon everyone listening right now, that there would be space just to contemplate your presence and to realize that there is power, the power of the gospel, to reach into their hearts and into their lives. And I know because so many are busy right now, things you might be touching on, uh, they need to put on a shelf for later. But I ask that they would they would be aware of the things that have come to mind during this, during this brief time and they'd put them 
on a shelf and say, Lord Jesus, I want to deal with these things. I want to go deeper. I want to examine my heart, and I want to come to you with everything that's that's within me. So Lord, we ask you to release the grace of conversion. We ask for hearts that are open to the truth, and we ask that the name of Jesus would be exalted in every one of our lives. Amen. Amen. Well, listener, I shared at a team meeting yesterday that I'm so grateful for the five keys of Unbound that God gave to Neil and Janet, that it really helps us access that gospel and the power that we have in the gospel that transforms our lives. And just thought I'd remind you of the keys. Key number one is repentance and faith. The second key is forgiveness. The third key is renunciation. The fourth key is authority. And the fifth key is the Father's blessing. You have been given what you need to access the power of the gospel today. And we just encourage you to respond to that invitation. And thanks so much for joining us. If this podcast was a blessing to you, we ask that you consider leaving a donation. We will link the donate button in our show notes along with some of the scriptures Neil mentioned and the podcasts I started out with today. And we just pray that you have a blessed day. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20